I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. Many of us in the media center thought that maybe Alexander Rossi would go untouched today after he posted 233.528 on his four-lap average speed very early in the morning. Well, Felix Rosenquist, his teammate, got the best of him, 233.947, but each of those runs top five in Indianapolis 500 qualifying history. Rosenquist actually top three ever, and that means – Three of the top five qualifying runs ever have come in the last two years. Scott Dixon last year when he was the fastest pole sitter in 500 history. And then Rosenquist and Rossi today. But even more impressively, Tony Kanaan, he came back out one more time, posted 233.347. And for his first three laps, TK was contending for the P1 spot. He eventually fell down to six. Either way, he brought some speed. And then Pato Award went out once, 233.252. He did not touch the track again. We saw that a couple times today. Pretty underrated, though, when it came to the four-lap averages. Both A.J. Foyt cars in that fast 12. Santino Ferrucci, 233.147, four career Indy 500 starts, four career top 10 finishes. And then Benjamin Peterson has been a nice surprise. He's going to qualify 11th today. He will start second in the Fast 12 shootout tomorrow. Again, Rosenquist will be last. That's how it works. One through 12, switch around. So tomorrow will be Will Power leading things off in the Fast 12, followed by Peterson and then Marcus Erickson, the defending champ. I'm Brendan King. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Tony Donahue rejoins us talking about the track, what's going on out at the track. Tony Donahue, if you've listened to this show in these last 29 years, you know Tony. He's everywhere. From the fans' place and burnout sports at the track all day, we were talking about uh, um, Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan, and their issues. But uh, if you were on the McLaren side of it, you didn't have any issues today, did you? What a day, right? You've got Alexander Rossi, the new guy to the team this year, the 2016 Indianapolis 500 winner. He has one front row start to his belt at the Indianapolis 500. Pretty much just on top of the speed charts all day. I saw him walking around later in the afternoon with with his street clothes on. Mm-hmm. And then Felix Rosenquist goes out there, his teammate, who we know is fast. He was the last pulsator on the oval when they ran at Texas last month. Uh, Felix laid it down. Big lap there. Pot of award is fast. And then, then really the run of the day was Tony Kanan on the outside looking in. Goes out with about an hour lap. Yeah. Uh, blast a quick first lap. Uh, had, the, had the fans on their feet. I mean, you talk about one of the absolute fan favorites, not just in recent history, but in all-time history at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Uh, certainly Tony Kanaan. So you got all of the Aero McLaren guys in there uh, battling for it. Um, you know, I got to talk to Felix after, after everything went down today, and I said, you know, this is cool, this is great, but it doesn't mean anything. Uh, you know, the only thing that guarantees you is you're going to start no worse than 12th in the Indianapolis 500. Do you allow yourself to – you know, kind of relax a little bit and enjoy it and celebrate. He goes, good for team chemistry. It's good camaraderie. Today was, was almost like a win. We knew that we could do it. Yeah. Whenever you see your, yeah. your number on top of the scoring pylon, it really makes you feel good. Um, so, yeah, we'll celebrate it for a couple hours. And then we know when we go to bed tonight, we've got to get back up in the morning and go out and do it not only one time, but more than likely two times tomorrow, uh, having a, a, sec- a first and second qualification attempt from that top 12 to the top six. So, yeah, definitely a great day for Aaron McLaren. 
All right, so we've talked about the teams that's really struggling and the teams that not struggling. In between that, there were some really good stories. Tell me about a couple of drivers or teams that caught your eye today, kind of in that uh, not at the top, certainly not at the bottom, but kind of mid-range of what happened today. Yeah, uh, BK mentioned it in, in the last school board update. It's A.J. Foyt Racing. Santino Ferrucci and Benjamin Peterson. Benjamin is a rookie. Yeah. Um, yeah. The only oval experience he has was what he got at Texas and then in that test. Um, it has not been a good go for A.J. Foyt Racing really in the last decade. The last time they won a race was with Takuma Sato in 2012. Right. Their, their best starting position at the Indy 500 in the last 20 years was back in 2018 with Tony Kanata. I believe he started fifth. They haven't had a car on the front row at Indy since Robbie Gordon in 2001. And they really have been, for lack of a better term, backmarkers in the IndyCar paddock and IndyCar field. And to see this, we know Santino mm-hmm. Ferrucci has speed. It's crazy that he's 24 years old. He's making his fifth start in the Indianapolis 500. He's gained multiple positions. I think it's 51 total positions gained in his starts at the Indianapolis 500. He's super fast. And I, I talked to him too today, and I said, I said, well, you know, congratulations, but um, I'm a little mad at you. And he said, well, what do you mean? And I said, it's usually you're the guy that is coming through the field from the back, didn't qualify well. Mm-hmm. You know that you hate qualifying. Mm-hmm. He's told me that twice this week. And he goes, well, you know, if we can gain as many positions that we, as we had in the previous 500, even if we start 12th, we're going to have a really good chance to win. So certainly A.J. Foyt um, really put it out there. I was very impressed with what we saw by them uh, throughout, not only just today, uh, but throughout the week. So, it, you know, we'll have a rookie starting in the top 12, and we'll have two A.J. Foyt cars starting in the top 12. All right, so take a look at the fast 12. Um, try to handicap for me uh, the, the first or, first row, first couple of rows, uh, based on what you think will happen tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going to stick with what I said last night on the show with you. Alex Pelot is going to be my pole pick. And, and, and you know, he mm-hmm. ended up in the top three in a speed charts and, Right. Uh, you know, you look up and you see two Chevys. I think Honda has a little bit more than what they showed today, especially in that Chip Ganassi uh, stable. And if you think about it, it was pretty much a Chevrolet-dominated day when it comes to qualifying arenas. VK is up there, the McLarens, as we know, and then the Foyt cars. Then it's – and then you have a Penske car and Will Power in 12th. That's a Chevy as well. So not as many Hondas as maybe what we thought, but I think tomorrow we're going to see – Big laps from Alex Pillow, big laps from Scott Dixon, big laps from Marcus Erickson, and big laps from Takuma Sato, the four Chip Ganassi racing drivers that made the top 12. So uh, it'll be interesting. I'm going to say Pillow is going to be your pole sitter. I think Takuma Sato is going to throw it up there second, and I think you'll see a Chevy in that third spot, and it's either going to be Renus VK or Alexander Rossi. Going out on a limb there, brother. Well, Man, it was a... no, go ahead. No, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy because we talked about last night, you know, there's going to be so many good drivers on the outside looking into that top 12, and two of the Ed Carpenter racing cars and Connor Daly and Ed Carpenter on the outside looking in, and they're usually qualifying up towards the front. Two Roger Penske cars with Scott McLaughlin and Joseph Newgardner on that outside looking in. The Andrettis did not have a good day today with Kyle Kirkwood, Colton Herta, Devlin D. Francesco, Marco Andretti. Um, and Colton Herta. So, yeah, that's another team that was kind of disappointing. So there's a lot of good race cars starting from 13th on back. 
You know, I mentioned this earlier with uh, uh, earlier tonight when we're talking about the race. It's such an exciting day today. It's hard not to just project ahead next Sunday for this to be another one of those wide open, thrilling type of Indianapolis 500s because of you know the the speed, the balance. Uh, you know, you look at uh, how many cars are, you know, like 230 doesn't even get you in the top five. Those types of situations, it has to bode well for what the uh, the race is going to be about. Yeah, I mean, I've talked to a lot of drivers so far this year just on the competition level between, you know, the, the top tier and the bottom. And, and predicting and calling some of these races, it has been difficult because anything can happen. And over 500 miles, I mean, look, last year, I think everybody thought Scott Dixon was going to win it, but you right. something goes wrong on that last pit stop. So anything can happen. Um, these are the the fastest, the best drivers in the world, and and you think about this is this is the, the you know the big slice, the big pie that everybody wants to win. Um, everybody throws their A game, their A plus game at it. This is what everybody focuses on. This is what the sponsors want is their car up front at the Indianapolis 500. And and when you look at it, I mean the competition level is absolutely crazy. And, you know, when, when, when you and I talk next Saturday, we'll be talking about probably 14 to 15 realistically race cars that have a chance to win this race. And, I mean, you can, you, can, you can take me around to any racing series you want in the world, and if you could tell me that half the field has a legit chance to win, I'd probably call you a liar. Uh, but I think that's certainly the case coming up next week. Tony, we got about a minute or so here, but that uh, battle for the final row – yeah, it's a it's a unique situation. One team literally fighting it out to get their guys in the race. Yeah, it's it's crazy that it's three full time entries. Their their fourth car, which is a part time Indy only, is in. Um, and, and, and yeah, it's 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 going to be crazy, and it'll be interesting to see. You know, will we see? Okay, Graham Rahal goes out and then runs down to Christian Lungard, his teammate, and says, "Hey, here's what I learned. Here's what it was like." Does he run down and, and hop on the radio and talk to his teammate and Jack Harvey? Right. Or they kind of break off his three separate entities and say, hey, we're just going to run for it. The goal is to get all three in. So I think you'll see a massive team effort for all three of those cars to fill out that back row. Um, and and <laughs> it, it'll be three Ray Hall cars, and they will be battling that one car of Stingray Rob, who is a rookie, to bounce him out to make sure that all four Ray Hall cars get in the show. Tony Donahue, again, fantastic job. Tony, I'll look forward to talking to you next week. Uh, it's been fun. I uh, love doing it. Tony Donahue, uh, have a fantastic night. He's from the Fans Place and Burnout Sports. Have a great weekend, Tony. Thanks for the call. Thank you. We'll talk to you next Friday. All right, look forward to it. Thanks very much. Scoreboard update. One more scoreboard update with the man himself, Brendan King. This is... Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana Scoreboard Update here on Indiana Sports Talk. Here's how things will go tomorrow afternoon at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Whole nother day of qualifying after a historical 
day one of quals. Of course, Felix Rosenquist and Alexander Rossi both posting top five four-lap average speeds ever. Felix Rosenquist actually was a top three of all time at 233.947 MPH. He surpassed his teammate Alexander Rossi at 233.528. The top 12 qualifying, that comes your way at two. Of course, spots seven through 12 will be determined. The top six from that will go to the Firestone Fast Six qualifying session later on at 515. But sandwiched between that, the last row shootout, Four cars going for three spots. Three of the cars are Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan Racing Machines, Graham Ray Hall, Jack Harvey, and Christian Lungard, along with Stingray Rob from Dow Coin Racing. One of those cars will not be in the 107th running of the Indianapolis 500. So, great day at the track. Starts tomorrow at about 2. Practice does begin at 11.30. Those top 12 cars as well as the last chance Four cars will get some practice in the morning. The Florida Panthers have done it again, by the way, over the Carolina Hurricanes. This time in just one overtime, the Panthers take a 2-0 lead in the NHL Eastern Conference Final, six wins away from a Stanley Cup. I'm Brendan King. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Brendan King, what time do you have to be at the track tomorrow? Coach, my first update here on the network will air at 11.30, so probably get there sometime in the 9 o'clock hour, relax for a little bit, and you know, go to Gasoline Alley, check out who's doing what, and uh, then get, get here on the network, do some updates at about 11.30. You know what? People on the network, everybody around the state on the network, fired up about Brendan King. You know, you get a school board updates. We don't get enough Brendan King. We got to join him tomorrow live from the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. So you you know your way around the track now, don't you? Here, here you are. There's an art to getting in and out of that place when you're working in the media, is there not? Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, coach, <laughs> my my first. Uh, my first 500 that I covered was the right. August of 2021. So that was interesting to have the first one you covered because I remember I drove into the track on race day morning and <laughs> I probably got there at right. about 10 a.m. And I was like, this is incredible. And then the next year, even when it was like, what, two two thirds right. of the way filled, I tried to do the same thing. I was like, okay, this ain't happening. So I made sure last year to get there extra super early, and uh, I learned my lesson for sure. So, yeah, to have the first race that I covered be the one that nobody was at, was a, it, it was not telling about right. what my future would be. <laughs> when we started Indiana Sports Talk in uh, August of 1994, Network Indiana was owned by the Holman Company. And for those who aren't familiar, Holman Company, longtime owners of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And so uh, was part of, I was part of that company when we first started the show. Uh, and I think it was our second season on the air, may have been our third. Um, they moved the offices. They used to be up on the north, far, far north side of town, like a 103rd Meridian up in that vicinity. 
And now we move down to 16th Street, right across the street from uh, the short shoot uh, between uh, between one and two. <laughs> and there's a strip mall there, and um, they built uh, channel. They built a television studio for Channel 59 when it started. Built the radio studios for Network Indiana. I mean, first rate, unbelievable uh, facilities for us. And uh, you know we're literally right across the street, and so those first first couple of years we were down there, uh, we had access uh, to the track quite a bit, and the, for me the, the 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 most challenging part of it was uh, night before the race. So you got to think about this, right? I'm doing my show from the studio on 16th Street. On on Saturday night, fr- you know, Friday night was crazy too. But Saturday night before the race, uh, if you haven't heard or been around enough, you can't get to 16th Street in Georgetown uh, <laughs> yeah. because I mean, seriously. No, and seriously, so, yeah. uh, I mean, I have to get creative and figure out how to get in and out of the track. I happen to you know know some people who know some people and. Uh, who were able to get the uh, Speedway police to get literally give me a an escort from uh, from 10th Street. I, I caught them on the, down on 10th Street, and they were able to get me in and get me out. It was the only way I could get in and get out and do the thing on time. And so, uh, but it was crazy. It was it was fun. I've always been a big huge race fan. Uh, and for um, for the, the the time that we've done the show. We've always spent quite a bit of time on that last weekend of the show, uh, focusing on the race for the you know for the obvious reasons. Again, when we started, we're owned by the company that owns the uh, the racetrack. So, um, but I, I've always had an affinity for the track. I, I I love the race. I haven't been for a long time. I haven't been since uh, you know back in the day, back in the nineties, right after we started the show. It's the last time I've been to the race. I'm not a huge fan of crowds. I'm not a huge fan of being in traffic and those kinds of things. So, yeah, uh, I, I miss you. And the last time I was at qualifications uh, was one of those things where I, I did. Uh, you can appreciate this. I do a bad job of scheduling. So uh, this was uh, like during the week. This is on Carb Day, actually. I do. Uh, I I agree to. Uh, uh, I agree to a speaking engagement with one of our one of our affiliates. Uh, and so I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be, uh, uh, um, at the track. So I've got to, I got to leave the track. I got to get out of the track during carb day. I got to get into the track, do some interviews, uh, and then get out of the track and go do the speaking engagement. How hard do you think that was? Probably not very easy, huh? That was a challenge. Uh, that that was an absolute challenge, and managed to make it. This was in Kokomo, as a matter of fact, and managed to make it up there for a luncheon and be be on time. All right, so I'm watching NBA basketball tomorrow night. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to be poolside working on my working on my tan uh, tomorrow. I'll be listening to you. And, and so, what am I going to hear tomorrow? I'm going to hear fast speeds. Um, we're going to hope you know what. Hopefully, we're without incident. Uh, nobody having any real difficulty with uh, with spins, turns, walls, and stuff like this. Hopefully. It's a mistake-free type of day because uh, we're far enough into it. You're hopeful that no one has those kinds of problems. Yeah, we've been pretty clean. There were a couple wall scrapers today. Yeah. Actually, early on, Elio Castroneves just 
nonchalantly kind of scraped the wall. I think that's the best way to put it because he did it, and right. then it it really not it didn't really affect the car. He wasn't very fast right. to begin with. The wall didn't hurt or help him, which is kind of weird to say. But coach, I think the most dramatic thing we've seen this week is what I told you last night with Callum Eilat. Um, Eilat, yeah, yeah, he was yeah. the driver that needed the brand new chassis from Hunko's Hollinger Racing. So. As we were getting off the air last night, you and me, they were hard at work, and they get on the track today just to qualify, and they struggled at first today. Then they found something. Whatever they did, give them credit because he got comfortably enough in the race that he just went back in the paddock and was good to go. So uh, all those people that worked on the chassis, there's a lot of work that's going to go behind the scenes for that car and a lot of people that are owed some credit. Yeah, you hope they're able to get a bonus. You know, if you get make enough money, get a bonus for all the hard work you did. You certainly deserve it, for heaven's sakes. Uh, they do. Well, again, especially if the, if they don't do that, Coach, if they don't get that chassis fixed, Ilot never gets on the track today, and he would have gone straight. Right. Right. He would have gone straight to that last four shootout, which means maybe Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan Racing, they're not having as many uh as much anxiety tonight because three of their four cars are in that last row shootout and there's a chance that one of them might be out of the race well that's why we call it racing this is this is racing luck and and all of that so uh, uh track opens uh what time's the track i don't even know what time the track opens gates uh, open at 10 uh practice practice for the fast 12 so they're going to practice first Top 12 practice starts at 11.30. Then they're going to give the four last row guys an hour of practice at 12.30. Qualifying begins at 2, Coach. Outstanding. Brendan King coming up with a scoreboard update. One more. He's got um, he's got a lot to talk about, uh, certainly a lot. And then for many of you along the network, many of these great same stations, you'll be able to hear him with his track updates uh, tomorrow. What time do you start the track updates tomorrow? First one airs on the network, Coach, at 11.30. Perfect. Perfect. So, look, you can't get enough of him. He's, he's wall-to-wall. It's like wall-to-wall Brendan King, and that's why we're excited about it. So, Again, while if you're not able to go to the track and have some fun, you can catch Brendan and he'll update you on what's going on. And uh, we head toward the end of season number uh, 29, um, starting back in 1994. All my hair was not white at the time, and um, none of us had any idea what we were doing, to be honest. We'll come back, talk more about that, talk more about the track. After the scoreboard update with the star of our show, Network Indiana's Brendan King. I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. Last update of the night, so we got to tell you what's coming up on your Sports Sunday. Nothing bigger than what's happening at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Top 12 qualifying, turning into the Firestone Fast 6th. Then, of course, the last row shootout. 
Top 12 begins at 2. It's between Felix Rosenquist, Alexander Rossi, Alex Pelot, Renas VK, Scott Dixon, Tony Kanan, Takuma Sato, Pato Award, Santino Ferrucci, the defending champ, Marcus Erickson, Benjamin Peterson, and Will Power. One of those men will get the pole. The last row shootout, not as exciting for a driver perspective, exciting for fans. One of these men will not be in the 107th running of the Indianapolis 500. Graham Rahal, Jack Harvey, Stingray Rob, and Christian Lungard. Four o'clock, last chance qualifying. The Firestone Fast Six is tomorrow at 5.15. Enjoy the day. Major League Baseball tomorrow, 135 start. Cubs and the Phils in Philly. Justin Steele goes for Chicago. The Reds host the Yankees, 11.35 a.m. in Cincy. Tigers visit the Nationals at 135 as the Buccos go against the Diamondbacks at the same time. Rays and the Brewers in Tampa at 140. Doubleheader between the Guardians and the Mets, game one at 140. 210 in Chicago, it's the White Sox and the Royals. In minor league ball, the Indianapolis Indians host the Iowa Cubs at 135. South Bend Cubs visit the Beloit Sky Carpet 205. And the Fort Wayne Tin Caps in action in Ohio. They face off with the Dayton Dragons, a 105 first pitch. Have a great Sunday. I'm Brendan King. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. What a day. Fast 12. Um, great, great day of racing. One of the favorites, obviously, of the entire, uh, the entire month. Tony Kanaan had a pretty solid run today. Here's some comments from him after his uh, time on the track. Tony Kanan, who next week will celebrate the 10-year anniversary of his win here back in 2013. Also, your final month of May, you announced. was it like going through this month of May knowing that uh, this is your final qualification weekend for the 500? Very emotional. Uh, obviously, a lot of uh, support from a lot of people. And, you know, every once in a while you catch yourself crying. You catch yourself looking back and say, wow, this is really the end. I mean, but it's the end of a great career. It's... Uh, I have no regrets. I don't hold anything up thinking, oh, I need to do one more. This was my decision. I'm really okay with it. And I'm really trying to enjoy, enjoy as much as I can. And you're surrounded by your family. That has to be special to you here. That's the most important thing. I, I think uh, as the years passed and the kids grown, I think uh, I would love for them to see what, what, your dad, what their dad did in their life. And I think they get a pretty good hand of it. I mean, they're messing everything up anyway. Like she is trouble. So, and you know the confidence level I think in the Aaron McLaren uh, garage just has to be high as all the cars are quick. And this is your only season running with them here at Indianapolis. Yeah, I mean we're quick. The team is doing an awesome job, and I think we we're gonna be we're gonna be tough. And we they knew that we started the year pretty good. So hopefully uh, we have four cars in the top twelve today. And you just ran, uh, what was that run like? And how do you feel in terms of the rest of this weekend? It was conservative, so um, we'll see. I don't think he's going to hold in the top 12, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I'm happy with the run. I knew it was not going to be as fast as my teammates because I knew what they got, but I'm okay. Uh, Tony, I just want to say thank you for all the memories here in Indianapolis and enjoy this next uh, week plus. Thank you. That is uh, Brad Huber out at the track today grabbing some Sound force, as we say, 
uh, talking with Tony Kanan, fan favorite, former champion, multiple champion. Um, hard to believe he's uh, he's wrapping it up. That's um, you talk about a good career. It's been a great career, uh, and um, you kind of need to see him uh, have a great day tomorrow. Find himself on the pole. Solid, solid day for for him and. Um, uh, it, it will be emotional. Be emotional for all of us because he's uh, he's been a great competitor, a great ambassador uh, of his sport, uh, classy gentleman, kind of guy that you'd like to have as part of your team. So you got uh, we got a lot of action coming up tomorrow out at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. If you're going, uh, drive carefully, arrive safely, um, listen to. Uh, our flagship stations in Indianapolis to get you in and get you out um, with all the traffic. It should be a good a good crowd, and especially next weekend for the race. It's kind of fun to to uh, this time of year. Everybody has their traditions, their routines, what time they wake up, where they park, all the other things that they do, which feeds in obviously to the uh, allure. Uh, the tradition of the track and the tradition of the event. So a lot more to talk about. Uh, reminder, next weekend we will finish with um, Season 29 of Indiana Sports Talk. Indiana Sports Talk, as you know, on throughout the summer, uh, we'll have a rotating group of hosts uh, while I take a couple of months off and uh, recuperate from some uh, health issues and Got a couple more tests to have done, so I mean, who who knows what the summer's going to be about. So uh, we'll look forward to that. Uh, but we have a little bit more to go here on Season 29 next weekend, and I uh, want you to spend time with us uh, next week as we get ready for the upcoming Indianapolis 500. Short break, final break, some final thoughts. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Sign up today. Help lives in the future. Anyone can sign up. No age limits, no health restrictions. Just sign up to be an organ donor. Every 10 minutes, someone's added to the donor transplant waiting list. There are more than 1,000 Hoosiers waiting for a life-saving organ transplant. And by signing up to be an organ and tissue donor, you can help save eight lives and heal 75 others. Their website, DrivenToSaveLives.org. Scott Dixon, another solid, solid day on the track. One of my favorites, one of the all-time classy guys. Again, our guy Brad Huber had a chance to catch up with him after a great day on the track this afternoon. Here's that conversation. Scott Dixon, the 2008 champion of the Indianapolis 500. Scott, coming back this year, all the Ganassi cars seem to be really quick so far this month. That has to be a great confidence booster in the Ganassi Racing Garage. Yeah, so far it's been uh, pretty decent. We've definitely had some ups and downs, you know, especially with the 9 and the 10 yesterday with, with uh, having to change engines. So that puts you in a bit of a compromised position, especially for uh, qualifying day. You know, the engines aren't turned up until a certain mileage. So that makes it a little more difficult for us. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll keep our head down, try and stand this fast 12. We'll definitely be out later this afternoon to get some miles on it. But, you know, uh, as always, you know, the whole group at... 
Chip Ganassi Racing have done an amazing job. You know, a lot of effort goes into these cars, and, and they've worked their, their butts off. And you put down a four-lap average in the high 232s. What's the confidence level that that will stick, or do you think you'll need to go back out later today? We will definitely go back out uh, just to do the mileage thing um, to, to help us, you know, hopefully if we, we convert to tomorrow. So we'll see where that goes. But um, I don't know. It's going to be tied to stand the 12. Yeah. Scott, good luck the rest of today and next week during the race. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Scott Dixon with our own Brad Huber. Great job, Brad. Fantastic job. So there you have it. Lots of fun today on the track. Uh, record number of attempts, uh, something to be uh, really impressed by. Uh, speeds were fantastic, as you know. So plenty of opportunities for you to get out there uh, tomorrow, have some fun, and uh, gearing up for the always fun carb day as we get ready for a, another fantastic race weekend next weekend, which will also uh, coincide with our final uh, show of season number 29, record-breaking season of 29. And, uh, again, a reminder, I'll be off after that show until August the 4th as we start another season of high school football. So it's a great, great time of year, fantastic time of year. Uh, and we urge you to be safe if you're on your way out to the track and have some fun. And always, always take your time and Join us on, on Indiana Sports Talk. Tremendous job, uh, as always, by Brendan King. I want to thank all of our guests for being with us. Tremendous job tonight by Chris Carter, Brendan King. So much of this is not possible without the great stations around the state that bring you the show every Friday and Saturday night. And thanks to all of you for these past 29 years making us the most listened to sports talk show in the state's history. It is the history-making, legendary Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk.